Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Friday, December 3rd. Coming up today on the show, we'll preview college football championship weekend with picks against the spread. What exactly has to happen around the country for Alabama to make the college football playoff on Sunday? But we begin with Dari Noka of the SEC Network to give us an in-depth preview and some historical context to Alabama versus Georgia in the SEC championship game this Saturday. If you own a home and you are thinking about doing some large work on that home, which is going to cost you a whole lot of money, why would you not do it with the best possible company in Nashville with the most trustworthy process, someone who's locally owned and award-winning? Well, that is the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Have a conversation with them and plan out this process for your house. Even if you don't use them, you will benefit, I promise. BuildKG.com is the website. And remember the name, the Kingston Group. We had Dari Noka of the SEC Network and ESPN on Fringe Element podcast this week, and he was extra spicy, so I recommend listening to the entire interview. He had a lot of thoughts about Oklahoma and the way Lincoln Riley left that job and what it means for Oklahoma joining the SEC. But I also had a chance to ask him, can he come up with any argument? Does he see any possible way that Alabama can beat Georgia this weekend? I'm, I'm having a very difficult time, Braden, thinking that Alabama has any legitimate chance to win this game. I, I think from a from a talent standpoint, from a from an execution standpoint, I mean, we saw this team shoot itself in the foot a dozen, 15 times maybe between penalties, miscues on special teams, uh, lack of protecting Bryce Young uh, against Auburn. Georgia ain't Auburn. And that defense, I think, is licking its chops. I think it wants to be what Alabama has always been, and, and I think they're going to come out, and we're going to see uh, a, a difference in, in a level of preparation and focus than we've seen from Georgia at any particular point in recent years uh, in big games. I, I don't expect this game to be particularly close, to be quite honest with you. I like Jordan Georgia for everything we've seen on the positive from them and all the concerning things we've seen from Alabama. So I don't I don't think that's an unusual stance or a take, but just can you try? You've been around the game a long time. Can you try to put into perspective what eighty three points in a season really is <laughs> like? Like, and it's yeah. not just that they're also the best offense in the SEC. They're number three in yards per play in the country on offense. Stetson Bennett's leading the world in yards per attempt. Can you try to put into like words and, and maybe some historical context as to what we're seeing from Georgia this this year? I mean, you know, like so I, I grew up in Oklahoma. And, and, you know, as a young person, eight, nine, 10 years old, watching those 85, 86, 87 Sooner teams, the 6.9 yards a game they've allowed Georgia is second only to Oklahoma in 86 at 6.8. And that was a Brian Bosworth led defense with incredible defensive uh, 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 pass rush. Nobody could run the football against them. They had all Americans. And I think two of the four positions in the secondary, um, it was nasty. I mean, it was the 86 Sooners were the college version of the 85 Bears and these 21 Bulldogs are right in that same conversation. So the level of frustration that they create for anybody offensively is something I have not seen probably in the last 30 years. I, 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 I'm, I'm flabbergasted every time I watch them. And the beauty of it is, Braden, the way they work together as a unit, you know, everybody was like, oh, Jordan Davis for Heisman. Well, yeah, I can't go Jordan Davis for Heisman. I, I think that that's silly. You know, 
realistically, if you wanted to, you could pick four or five Georgia guys and say, well, that might be the best defensive player in the country. That's how they, but then at the same time, you could say, but I don't even know if he's the best defensive player on his own team. So I've just, I've not seen a defense like this in, at least in my professional life covering this game. That was Dari Noka of the SEC Network. Again, go check out the entire interview on Fringe Element Podcast. Myself, Stephen Godfrey, Aaron Dugan out every single Wednesday. Go check that out. Listen, I have tried every conceivable way to come up with a path for Alabama to beat Georgia, to score points on Georgia, and I cannot come up with one. I can't. The historical context of this Georgia defense, the way Alabama's running game, offensive line, Brian Robinson being hurt, have struggled this season. I, I could see Alabama confusing Georgia's offense and making it difficult for Stetson Bennett, maybe even having a switch to JT Daniels, like we've talked about all season. I could see Bryce Young doing some historically epic Heisman caliber things on offense for Bama, but I cannot see consistent scoring from the Crimson Tide. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't think they have a chance. Give me the dogs, minus six. The rest of my picks against the spread coming up a little bit later on. So I'll give you my picks against the spread for all these games a little bit later on, as I mentioned, but I do think we should lay out the scenarios for you Alabama fans to get into the playoff this weekend, or if you're one of those weirdo SEC fans who chants SEC even when it's like not your favorite team and it's somebody else, but in the SEC winning, again, doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. If you're rooting for Alabama to get into the playoff, here's what you probably need to see. First and foremost, Alabama has to play Georgia extremely close. Obviously a win, and they get in. They win the SEC championship, one-loss team, they're in, Georgia's in. But if they're going to lose, which, as we just heard, seems likely, it's going to have to be a very close game. That's first and foremost. It has to appear that Alabama is on the same level as Georgia. If that takes place, then it's an easier sell to America that clearly Alabama is on par with Georgia and therefore deserves to be in because Georgia is clearly head and shoulders above everybody else. So that's number one. Number two, you need some chaos to happen around the country, which is sort of why we love college football. Cincinnati's only a 10-point favorite over Houston. Michigan's only a 10-point favorite over Iowa. Oklahoma State's only a 6-point favorite over Baylor. Any of those things happen, if any one of those three teams lose, there is clearly a path and an opening for Alabama. The committee does not want to put Notre Dame in without Brian Kelly. So if any of those things happen and Alabama loses a close game to Georgia, that I think is your path to get in. If Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins, and Oklahoma State wins, all three of them, and Alabama loses a close game, the committee does not have to do any explaining. They can just put Oklahoma State Michigan, and Cincinnati into the playoff, along with Georgia. It'll be nice and clean and easy. They don't have to convince anybody and create any controversy. So one of those three losing and or Alabama losing close, that's probably what has to happen for the Crimson Tide to get into the playoff. Okay, so I suppose there are other things happening in sports outside of college football this weekend. While the Titans are on by, the Indianapolis Colts go on the road to face the 2-9 and nine Texans as they try to chase down the Titans in the division during the bye week. They are a 10-point favorite. The Bills will host the Patriots in a huge Monday night matchup in the AFC East that also will have huge implications for the number one overall seed in the AFC. The Nashville Predators will host the Montreal Canadiens on Saturday, December 4th at 6 p.m., I'm not sure what I think about those Winter Classic jerseys. The back and the sides and the sleeves look fine. I'm not so sure about the front, but we'll spend some time on that next week on the Gold Standard. In some SEC basketball, number 13 Tennessee will travel to Colorado at 1 p.m. on Saturday. 
Memphis, fresh off the loss to Georgia, of course, number 18 in the country, will face Ole Miss on the road. Gotta love it when Memphis and Ole Miss get together in any sport. Vanderbilt is at SMU at 5 p.m. Number 16, Alabama, will face number 3, Gonzaga, in Seattle at 7 p.m. on Saturday. That is a huge non-conference matchup right there worth watching on Saturday evening. Mississippi State will host Minnesota. Minnesota, by the way, undefeated. That one at 1 p.m. on Sunday. The Grizzlies, who have been on a pretty nice little streak here over the last couple of weeks, will play at Dallas at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday evening. And, of course, you gluttons for punishment if you want to watch the conference finals in the MLS. You've got Portland versus Real Salt Lake at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. And then, of course, the Philadelphia Union and New York City FC at 2 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. Womp, womp, womp. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. If you're going to make a huge decision about your house, it's an obvious choice. Trust the process, as Sabin says, which may or may not work for him this week. Go to the website, buildkg.com, check out their work, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. All right, picks against the spread here on the show last weekend of the college football regular season. And I'm taking Georgia, as I already said. I'm taking the dogs, lay the points. I got no issue. I might lay 8, 10, 12 points if I was a Georgia fan. I think they're going to dominate the game, and that may make it difficult for Alabama to get in to the college football playoff. Elsewhere around the country, I'll take Iowa plus the points. I, I just think Iowa's defense is uniquely qualified to handle Michigan's offense. I don't know how Iowa's going to score, but in a low-scoring defensive battle, give me the Hawkeyes plus the 10.5. I still think Michigan wins. Give me Wake Forest plus the 3. I think they're on an absolute mission. I think both teams are going to score like crazy. Take the over, which is like 71. But I like Wake Forest plus the 3 there in what should be a very close game. Give me Cincinnati minus 10.5. I think Houston absolutely could win the game. But the way they match up with Cincinnati, the way they want to throw the football, is exactly what Cincinnati just dealt with last week against SMU and handled it with relative ease. So I'll take Cincinnati, lay the 10.5. On Friday evening, you've got Utah and Oregon. That line opened exactly like it did a couple of weeks ago. Vegas was begging you to take Oregon that time. Now they're begging you to take Utah, which is why the number has gone down from 3.5 to 2.5. So I'll take the Ducks plus the three here. I think they play very, very well in a rematch of a game that was a blowout just a couple of weeks ago. And in the Big 12, this is the toughest one for me to peg. I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend. It opened at about six and a half. It's down to five and a half. Oklahoma State minus five and a half against Baylor. I will take the pokes. I think I know all the money's coming in on Baylor, but I like that defense for Oklahoma State. Spencer Sanders, big playmaker, and a lot on the line for Mike Gundy in a potential playoff berth. So give me Oklahoma State minus the five and a half. Otherwise, enjoy a little hockey, enjoy some college basketball, enjoy championship weekend. You Heisman voters, don't vote until Sunday, please, for the love of God, and put some defensive players on your ballot while you're at it. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. This has been the 444 Friday, December 3rd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. <laughs>